recently got a turntable. Mm-hmm. Play some vinyl records. Yeah. Borrowed some from my dad. He has an original um, pressing of the original Star Wars movie soundtrack. I think my, my dad vinyl. has that too. Yeah. My dad. My dad does not have that. Tim. What the hell? Todd. I know. Todd, if you're out there, you need to. You if you're out there, that. he's still alive. But he's probably not listening. How would you to this say right is he now? out there? If you're out there, of course he's out there. I mean, like if he's listening to this right now. Well, you made it sound like he was dead. I haven't have seen you... him in a week. So, so did your dad let you have that original present? Yeah, I borrowed it. I mean, I have it right now. I I don't know how you feel about movie soundtracks on vinyl. Am I really gonna sit and listen to an entire movie soundtrack on vinyl? Absolutely. If you I got mean, Hans Zimmer, I suppose, and John Williams, oh, they made a really good looking one for the Batman soundtrack from Mondo. That looked fantastic. I actually still kind of. Here's the thing: out. when Leia's theme hits, you uh, you stop what you're doing. Yeah, you just kind of sit there and yeah. feel real. Oh, sad when Luke's for a theme hits, when Luke's theme hits, that's the one too. Sure, staring at two suns. That's the iconic one. Yeah. It's um, beautiful. Almost as good as your Pirates <laughs> in the Caribbean. It's almost there. It's right up there. It's one of the greats. Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Discussion, Part 2. The finale of our Last Jedi discussion before we move on with our lives because it's just a movie and in no way affected me on a personal level and I am very, very upset. Pedro Pascal is cast as the lead in John Favreau's The Mandalorian and we discuss the rumored Episode 9 trailer, its title, and our hopes and dreams for the finale to the Skywalker saga. It's time to dive in. This is the Force Vision Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Force Vision Podcast, Episode 2. I am so excited about this one. I have been looking forward to this for the past two weeks to finish this bad boy up. So welcome to the second episode of our Force Vision Podcast here. I'm going to give you a heads up. Go ahead and grab yourself a blankie. Grab yourself a, a hot beverage of your choice. Maybe maybe a little liquor. You know, a little Jameson on the rocks, maybe. And get yourself comfy. Because we're going to have a discussion of all things Star Wars. And we're going to take our time with it. So get yourself cozy. Get your favorite pair of headphones or your favorite Bluetooth speaker. Have that bad boy rolling. And uh, sit down and enjoy. We're about to we're about to speak sweet Star Wars nothings into your lovely lovely ears, soft and supple, well taken care of. Tim on my right, my buddy Tim Reichmuth at Timtrist, back again for more podcast action. How you doing tonight, buddy? Yes, sir. I am excited. Yeah, especially after the last podcast. I feel like I didn't bring my A game. Sure. Or my B game. Or any of that game. Probably all the way down to like Z. You at least have watched the movies that are on this podcast this time. Yes. So that's, yes, that is I a have. benefit. You are off to a running start because this time you've actually, you actually know what we'll be discussing. I'm, pre- I'm pretty excited about it. I, mean, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that you invited me back after. Yeah. You're not fired mistakes. yet. And when Oof. I say you're not fired, we don't even pay you. So I couldn't even do that. I'm just happy to have you here again. Tanner Rush on my left. At Danger Rush, at something else on his, what was that letterbox name? Uh, Real Dingus. Real Dingus. Real spelled R-E-E-L. Like Re- a film reel. Ooh. Ooh. What a creative name. At Real Dingus at uh, Letterboxd. 
and that's a great app, by the way, to rate movies and look at other, follow other people oh, with yeah. their movie reviews and stuff. So definitely give us all a follow. We're not sponsored. We're not. This is just a shout out. At Max Fozzie on Letterboxd, at Tim Trist on Letterboxd for that's Tim. Me. At Real Dingus on Letterboxd for Tanner. Tanner, how are we doing today, buddy? Good. Good? Feeling good? You ready for this discussion? Have you been preparing notes for our finale of our Last Jedi discussion? You know, I'm looking at my notes that I wrote for the last one. But I don't really remember what I wanted to do with this, so. Okay, well that's good. How about you just keep them close to yourself, believe in yourself, mm. and we're gonna. I, I know myself too much to no. to do that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive into this, and you can you can uh, maybe take a look at him and see if you need him. How about that? Yeah. Also, I want to start off this with a real quick explanation for maybe our last podcast. We were really tired at the beginning of that thing. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, technical issues. Our warrior of a production manager, Jordan, really uh, put it all together for us f- to get it done. So uh, we heard some feedback, and we listened loud and clear. Uh, just move on with your life. We're going to be better next time, okay? All right. We're better right now. Guys, last Jedi discussion. Let's finish this thing. Let's do our part two here. And the way I want to start this podcast off, because I've been thinking about this for a while, how how I can finish this, how I can kind of give this a final review, and how I can really get my point across. And here's how I'm going to do it. By combining two of my loves, Star Wars and Harry Potter. Now, as some of you know, who are Harry Potter or pop culture fans, J.K. Rowling and uh, a writer, a screenplay writer that I, I believe his name is Jack Thorne, wrote a screenplay called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It is a Broadway film, uh, sorry, Broadway play, and it is a published screenplay that they have claimed to be the eighth book. Now, I'm not going to get into too much of why I hate that so much, because this isn't the Common Room podcast, but I am going to compare it to The Last Jedi to tell you why I don't like The Last Jedi based off of why I didn't like The Cursed Child. And here's why. In The Cursed Child, there's one reoccurring theme, and that is Harry Potter's failure. That is his seven years at Hogwarts, or his six years, really, because he never went back for his seventh, and how it dug up all of this. Yes, Harry Potter didn't graduate? Harry Potter did not go back for his seventh year of Hogwarts. He went straight to be an Auror. True story. And what this Cursed Child screenplay does, Real it's life. true. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> it's a re- yeah, don't end up like Harry Potter. Hey, he's a successful person, okay? He's he's a successful or all right? You don't need to graduate school to be good at life, all right? And that does not have anything to do with the host of this podcast, okay? All Always right. believe in yourself. Here's what I'm saying, though. Unless you suck. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm saying, though. Whoa. Harry Potter in this, in this play is portrayed as a person who has is still being dragged down by his failures still cries weeps even about things that went wrong when he was a kid he has a relationship with Dumbledore in this film that shows no resolve in Dumbledore and Harry's relationship which we sh- which we had clearly at the end of book 7 there's several times where Dumbledore is crying his painting obviously because Dumbledore passed away spoiler 
his painting is talking to Harry in this play, talking about how he failed him and how he feels so guilty about it, and Harry feeling so distraught about how how his life went as a kid. And to me, the reason I hated The Cursed Child, which I read in full before The Last Jedi came out, this was way before The Last Jedi came out, I hated it because I said, did we not finish this in all seven books and all eight movies? Harry was a resolved character. He had let go of his past, he had made amends with his mentor, Dumbledore, when he was obviously killed and was in uh, uh, crossing a King's Cross station, the heavens, heavenly the heavens King's Cross of the wizarding station. World. We saw a resolve between him and his mentor, which had obviously been broken between the books. We saw Harry come to grips with who he was as a person, and he, we saw Harry ready to fight for something bigger than himself, and obviously group together his friends and take down a bigger evil and realize it wasn't all about him and and just get over the things that he was crying about these char- this was a, called a character arc a development that we saw cursed child completely almost undoes that Un- undone d- does all of it <clears throat> and that is what and because because Harry is obviously still affected by his past, and he's still talking about it like it happened yesterday, even though by book seven, it clearly was resolved. And that is one of the main reasons I did not like Last Jedi. I felt that is what we got with Luke Skywalker, a character who had a arc in the first three movies, had complete resolve in his character, had made amends with his mentor, and also someone, not even his mentor, made amends with someone who had broken ties with him, Darth Vader. He had become a completed character who has now moved past these certain demons. And in The Last Jedi, they completely undid that arc, or if they didn't do undo it, they made him relive it by being that character again, by being someone who wants to kill this evil person that, isn't, that he sees good in, but he, he wants to kill. And by feeling guilty about his powers and how he feels about himself with the Force, they... They no almost entirely undid that whole arc and redid it in the sake of one film. I understand. I understand the argument that hey, Luke has to do something. He can't just be this perfect character. Just give him something other than what we already saw. Give him new challenges, new things that we can all grow with him as a character again and see a new arc. And that's what frustrated me. He was still battling the demons we saw in the in the Return of the Jedi that we thought he had conquered. He threw away his lightsaber at the feet of Palpatine and said, I am not going to kill my father. You cannot tempt me with darkness. And he does it anyways when he's 50 years old with his nephew. And even though it's a fleeting thought, quote-unquote, it wasn't Luke Skywalker at that point. That's not who he grew to become. And that's why I don't like this movie is the treatment of Luke Skywalker. Tim? You had something you want to say? Yeah, there's quite a few things I want to say. Uh, I won't get too deep into the cursed child since this isn't the common. And room. don't and don't. I just wanted to show why I didn't like it. I I would like to say though is nobody's perfect, so you can't expect Luke to be this perfect person that has no faults. He can't fall back to his old ways of anger and whatnot. I mean, he's still going to feel those emotions. I mean, it's totally possible that. At one fleeting moment, he gets really upset. He's worried that someone, you know, p- who possesses this dark force within them 
may rise up and ultimately be his undoing. And instead of having to deal with that again, that one fleeting moment, he says, I can end it right here, right now. We don't have to worry about it. I mean, it, again, yes, it, it does stray away from the character arc that was built within the original three. But, I mean, it, it, it's not too surprising to see that happen. It is disappointing they took that approach, but I wouldn't say it's surprising. But that's my problem with it, though, is that, you know, Luke wouldn't... The Luke character Luke had become, this resolved person who doesn't just act on his emotions or anything like that. He's be, He was resolved. Instead of lighting up his lightsaber temporarily over his sleepy nephew, Luke, would, the real Luke, in my opinion, would have thrown his arm around Kylo and say, you know, I've like literally I've been there. I have felt these thoughts. I have felt this darkness. I have felt tempted to join the dark side. And I was tempted by my own father to do this. You would think that character would throw his arm around him and say, let's let's figure this out rather than clearly sensing some sort of darkness in him all along. And we we don't even see him try and interact with Kylo other than him ignite his lightsaber. We have no explanation with how he was around Kylo growing up. Was he always trying to do that? Maybe he was putting his arm around him like, hey, I understand what's going on. No, he. we never got any of that. What we know is that he tried to kill his nephew because he felt darkness in him for a fleeting second, and it turned out he was right, but we never heard what he did to try and help Kylo all along. That is my problem with it because Luke was the same character as Kylo until he obviously was mentored by the right people, like Obi-Wan, like Yoda, like his friends, Han and Leia. All those people made him who he was, so... Uh, I disagree entirely. I know you do, and that's what's great. Um, Tell me. Tell me why. I mean, we we only see Luke and Kylo, their relationship, at his moment of failure. We didn't see him teaching him up to that point. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that he did try to reach out with compassion um, arguably what he was originally intending to do that night. You know what they say about assuming, Tanner. It makes an ass out of you and me. That's true, but, I mean, episode seven, Leia has dialogue with, I think, Han that indicates that they were aware of Ben's troubles for some time. I think that's part of the motivation for handing him off to Luke. Um, so I think it's it's safe to say his family was aware of the troubles he was going through and were trying to do something about it. We're also witnessing that night um, through the perspectives of Kylo Ren and Luke. Um, they're different versions. So we have our whole reliable narr- unreliable narrator thing in effect here. We honestly, we did not see the events as they happened. When- we saw them as remembered. Um, and then we, people conflate memory with how they felt about something. I'm, I'm, that's a whole other thing that might not necessarily be the case here. But uh, as I've said previously, um, you know, a moment of weakness does not undo um, previous triumphs, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, again, I think Luke is, he talks about hubris in that movie. And I think some of his own perceptions of himself as a hero 
And so the original trilogy, he defeats the Sith. And as far as he knows, you know, the, the dark side is, has been defeated uh, in his time. And so I'm trying to, you know, imagine being in his shoes and you see this kid who is deeply troubled and has that strong connection with the Force and a pull to the dark side. And having that moment of, this is, I, I'm destroyed this. Like, I can't have this happen again. And then, of course, he realizes that um, that's not what I'm about. Well, Obviously, I don't murder people in their sleep. Right. Well, but, but by then, it was too late because Kylo had an immediate worse violent reaction to seeing his but you would think a master of the force would see that coming like hey i shouldn't do this over this guy who's already really conflicted i probably shouldn't take the tempt the 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 chance of igniting my extremely loud instrument over his bed with my again we don't know he necessarily did it's it it's the, we saw two two versions. One where it does he like, ignite it in both? Yes. Okay. He does. Well, maybe he did then. So, but, but that, anyways, that's kind of a Skywalker. It is, but instinct though to reach for the lightsaber and. But that's like something I have such yeah. an issue with though, is because like we only got negative Luke. You could assume that maybe he tried compassion, but in the flashbacks, both of them, he looked like he was disgruntled, like he was annoyed that he was doing this to begin with. When in reality, what we all wanted as fans. I mean, maybe we all didn't, but what I would have loved is Luke joyfully taking upon the mantle of building his own Jedi temple and making new Padawans. Making new Padawans. He was making new Padawans. It was like Mary Jade action. No. Banging it out. Wait, what? Uh, (laughs) He was uh, creating, bringing in this group of kids and training them up to be new Jedis, taking joy in that. And the two flashbacks, we saw he was disgruntled. When he was training Rey, clearly disgruntled. And then when he sees Kylo again, which obviously at that point you want him to be disgruntled. He was a, I mean, he was obviously just messing with him. So we see nothing but negative Luke the entire time. There's not one note of overall positivity of this hopeful character really that we see. I mean, maybe in his final lines that, you know, the the war is just beginning and I will not be the last Jedi type of thing. He he's he's it's cool. It was a great moment, but overall the movie just took an overall negative look at such a legendary character that is over always representative hope um maybe not positivity in that in that ter- in that word but a person who's always been striving to do better and he never came off that way in this but he does i just didn't that's see that's the luke legacy and this ties into with the whole theme statement of the movie that Rose utters that, you know, we all kind of wince at because it's, I hate thematic dialogue. But when she's like, this is how we win, not by destroying uh, those we hate, but saving those we love or something uh, like that, right? So, so no, beautiful. No, hear me out. <laughs> so beautiful. So Luke's heroism does not stem from defeating evil. His final legacy, I guess, is not from defeating evil, but inspiring and saving others. Yeah. And so we have that scene at the end with the That's kids deep. the kids playing with the toys Real and they're deep. recreating yeah. Luke's 
standoff I, with right. the first order. Tanner, I love that. So those kids are you as a I, kid, no, Max. I, I love. He made more you. Oh, <laughs> he did. Symbolism. I know. Listen, I love that idea. That, I love that that's idea. That's not the idea. But, that's that's the execution. But, that's but, what's but presented. Killing him, killing the character to serve your narrative. Max, he's not dead. That's he, what a. Oh, okay, he's dead. B. Do you think he's alive? He's one with the force. He's not so. a human anymore. Yeah, no, that's not. That's that's mostly dead. Max, here's me. the thing, though: is uh, using characters to tell your story. That's what characters do. That's their function but, in a narrative. You don't, I, I agree, <laughs> but you simply don't in a in a Star Wars movie like that has such legendary characters. You simply don't do that with Luke Mother Effing Skywalker. He is the most cherished character of the entire damn franchise. Uh, George so, R. Binks. So, so, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I feel this way, but I am. Uh, that's the reason I dislike this movie. Is I felt like they treated Luke like a side character. He was gone for 45 minutes of the finale of the film, and then he was his main story purpose in this story was to pass away and leave a a symbolistic symbolistic message for people across the galaxy when he could have totally lived he could have totally done everything for kylo and the return of luke skywalker the myth the legend he's back could have inspired the exact same story that you see with those kids playing with the toys but for some reason he decided to kill him off and that's what's annoyed me about the franchise so far is that i understand han had to die i understand he had to die harrison ford's been winning that forever but you've now killed off harrison ford uh, you've ki- killed off Harrison Ford himself. You killed off Han. You now killed off Luke. Leia, unfortunately, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher, is obviously going to pass away in this next film. That is, all three of our of our cherished characters have been killed, and for the most part, to service a greater story, uh, this, 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 to finish this trilogy that they have claimed is a Skywalker trilogy. In reality, and I Ben is a ben solo. Solo is a Skywalker. Ben is a Max. solo. He is a solo more than he's a Skywalker. That's why the scene. I his, don't think that's, so. that's, that's why half it's, and his, half. it's he's, more of his father. He's more his grandfather he's than Han his... Solo. That's the whole thing. But he is. That's the yeah. central his, thing. His last that's name is Solo. Fucking thing. It doesn't say Skywalker. <laughs> this is a Skywalker trilogy. <laughs> I'd like to see a solo trilogy. They wrote Solo like on his, his birth ID. certificate instead of Skywalker. You're damn right. You damn right. That's true. What were you going to say, Tim? Uh, which part? Anywhere. I know you've been meaning to get a word in. You know what? I think the moment has passed for what I was going to say. Uh, what I was going to bring <laughs> up earlier was... Hold on. Kind of back Tim to the... dislikes this movie as much as I do. I do. I do dislike it as much as you. But I understand what they're doing with it. I'm not happy about it, but I understand. Make no... And, Good point. Make no mistake, people. I will never, ever, ever deny The Last Jedi is a good movie. It's a good movie. As a matter of fact, if it had, if I did not know who Luke Skywalker was, <laughs> if I had no connection to him as a character whatsoever, mm-hmm. I would borderline say it's a great movie. Right. It's the very fact they took one of my favorite characters of all time and killed him off and made him disappear for 45 minutes in his own movie, and the only time we got to see him was being a disgruntled asshole, except for like the last three minutes where he has some cool lines and disappears <laughs> into a ghost. It's not his his movie. Off a rock. It's not his movie. 
Right? Then don't put him in the damn movie, Tanner. That's my problem. Like, that's I, how you bridge Star Wars. Did I not? You know this? how upset you would have been if oh. they not if they didn't include Luke at no. all? No, I would have been okay with it. Mm. I feel like we'd be here I talking okay like, with it. so Mark Hamill's okay. still alive. Why the hell did they not if bring you, him in the movie? You, you're damn right. If you, if you tell me, if you told him Max in 2013 when this shit got announced, if you told him, hey, Han, Luke, and Leia, they're gonna be in that trilogy. Me, <laughs> I go, what? Yes. It's going to be so awesome. Imagine how cool Luke's going to be. Look, imagine how powerful he's going to be. Who's he like as a character now? Oh, this is going to be great. Who's he trained? This is going to be awesome. And then you're like, oh, 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 sorry. Um, he's going to be in an hour and 25 minutes of his the movie. Um, he's not going to be in the first one. And the second one, he's going to be in an hour and 25 minutes of it. And he's going to be a That's- really... As long as most movies, but, Max. But he's going to be a feature length right there. Hold on. That's not fair. He's probably in, <laughs> it's not Lord of the Rings. He's probably in 30 minutes of the movie because they kept jumping to that casino bullshit. I wonder if they have he, that on Google. Let's find out. He is going to be in the second movie. He's not going to be in the first. And he's also going to be really, really uh, disgruntled asshole. You're not going to find out much about his past at all, what he's been doing up to this point. You're not going to hear any of that. He's not going to use his, his past. He's not gonna we use... had three movies about his I past. I want to see what happens between... I want to hear what Luke happened Kyle? between the, the Return of the Jedi and Last Jedi. Nope, you're not going to get he any of that. He built a school and it went to shit. They tell you that in the that is, <laughs> I tell you it. What more do you need to know? But the, I want to see more. I want to know who was there. He wants to see the classes that they're in. Him grading Dude, their tests. I just I I stop it. You stop it over there. Jedi prom. This is what I. This is what I'm saying. Okay, very funny, very funny. But this is what I'm going to say oh is if you would have told me what happened to Luke in Last Jedi was what's going to happen in 2013, I would have straight up said I would rather. You start fresh with a new trilogy. Rather start fresh. Don't even mention if you mention the characters, just mention their legend. Leia and Han and Luke were great. Whatever. Start your own thing. Don't bring back these characters to kill them off. Yes, I 100% will stick by that. And I will also 100% say if it did not treat Luke Skywalker so badly, I would have liked Last Jedi so much more. As a matter of fact, the whole movie could have been the exact same. Just Luke doesn't die when he goes back to his floating rock. He just drops down and that's it. They fly, the Gatorade, they fly the Millennium uh, Falcon back to get him. They yeah. pick him up, and it's time for Episode Nine, and we're going to have some really cool stuff between all these characters back again. It's that's just it's honestly that's just how I feel about it. I was just very disappointed. That's how what we got from Luke, and that's all we'll ever get. Because if you ask me, and we'll talk about this later, but if you ask me, I think we get a scene of Luke as a Force Ghost, a scene, a single scene. In episode nine. As it's going to shoot some lightning, Well, too. no. A forced joke. A forced ghost. It is a forced joke. It's a, he's not alive. He's dead. Mark Hamill was just interviewed, and he said he's, he specifically mentions that he's going back to, I think, wherever they're filming right now, yeah. to film the rest of his scenes, plural. And that just makes me, yeah, his scenes. But they've plural. been filming this stuff for a long time. So just he's going to be in like a scene or two. And I just, I'm, I am uh, not getting my hopes high. We'll discuss that at the end. I would we have say, that talk I would coming. say though, the, I mean, the way the last Jedi left us, our hopes are not high. At least mine aren't. Mine aren't. So I'm, so, I feel good. I'm far less excited about the next movie. I am, but that also opens up a lot of room for potential excitement. We'll see. Because going into the last Jedi, um, I had all these expectations where I was extremely excited yeah. of what they were going to do with it. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. that's part of the fun, man. That's part of the fun is being a fan and theorizing I, what could happen. I, do I just feel like they could have they could have, you know, at least hit on some of those exciting points that we were all theorizing about. It's not our story, I understand, and this is probably coming up borderline just being a crybaby. I don't I, I hope he is. <laughs> oh yes. We'll discuss that. I hope he is. I hope he is still alive. But I would but. say it's kind of like what makes Game of Thrones great. What you want to Star happen Wars doesn't Game necessarily of happen. Star Wars isn't Game of Thrones. That's though. why I said in the last episode, The Last Jedi is the Star Wars for the Game of Thrones generation. Yeah. What you want to happen doesn't happen. That's But, but it that does, is though. the... That's Sometimes. the core of the movie. It sounds like it does. Is disappointment and failure. You're not listening to me. Anyways... I um don't meet your heroes, Max. Yeah, that's just I just yeah, no. don't meet them. They're gonna disappoint you. I I, I refuse mm-hmm. to believe any single person here is like, hey, you know what? Here, on one hand, you get a disgruntled Luke who lives on an island. He's a jerk to Ray for the entire time, and he shows up for a pretty cool scene that lasts about two minutes, and then he dies. This is the character you get. In the left hand, that's who you get. In the right hand, you get hey, you get a Luke who's. He's clearly powerful. He's been on adventures that you would not believe. Ray has found him. He's ready to train her. And he rejoins the fight to save his sister, to save the Republic. And he begins a new story, training Ray and being a part of the fight going into episode nine. I do not buy it for Max, one second. Max, arguably, both those hands are holding the same Luke. Maybe. That's true. Because he saves his sister. He trains Ray. He wasn't super into it at first. You he know, still it's, does. It's different. It's He's different, though. going to continue to communicate with her in the next it. movie, and, I guarantee and, and, you. That's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You're as, just mad because you didn't get to see... Yeah, well, the thing is, too, cool is Luke. I wanted to see Cool Luke. I did. I think we did see Cool Luke. But I take it, well, I don't know. That scene was pretty badass. That scene was badass. There's no doubt about His it. His final it words cool to Kylo the, the is like, scene? see you around, when, kid, and when he gives him the... When he's sucking on that alien nipple, my gosh, I was so excited. What's wrong, Tanner? That was just the best, wasn't it, Tanner? See, Max, what I'm realizing here is that the Last Jedi is sort of the antithesis to your attitude about Star Wars. <laughs> Ryan Johnson was specifically attacking your kind of fandom, I know, which I, I think is it must have worked. I know, <laughs> and, but th- that's not fair though, because that's not fair. Because a lot of people think, and it's annoying, honestly, is because a lot of people think that oh. I didn't like The Last Jedi. They're like, oh, okay, so do you support Donald Trump? That's literally where you are. What? If, yes, it's true. What? If you don't like Last Jedi, you're immediately put in a group of idiots and trolls on Twitter. What? No, you're not saying that. I know, I didn't that. say that. No, I don't think anyone said that. No, you're that. not saying that. If you look on Twitter, though, if you say, like, hey, I straight up just did not like Last Jedi, you're you're unfortunately bunched in with a bunch of people who want like Ryan Johnson I mean, dead and what, stuff. 70% of the non-critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's just, it's annoying Here's, because there's some people who are real jerks online who want, Ryan Johnson did nothing wrong. He told the story he wanted to tell. Right. And that's totally his right. And again, he probably told it pretty good for a lot of people. So d- there's no reason to come at him violently. And he even apologized on Twitter, which he doesn't even have to do that. But he apologized on Twitter for, and he's like, hey, listen, this is how I saw this story this is what i always imagined and i'm sorry if it didn't line up with yours i'm truly sorry 
he didn't even have to do that. Ryan Johnson's a great director. He's a great person. And you know what? His telling of episode eight didn't fall with me. And that's okay. It didn't fall with you either. And that's okay. But you absolutely shouldn't be some sort of troll person. And, and I don't think people should get bunched in with those trolls just because if they didn't they didn't like the movie, which is unfortunately how I feel like some people are being treated. Has, has someone emotionally attacked you no. for your opinions? No, but I would feel like if I publicly vouched that I didn't like Last Jedi, I would feel like they would automatically assume Haven't I'm we already part of that. done that? On Maybe. Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he got his point across. No, and Tanner didn't say anything. Tanner didn't say anything. <laughs> I like wonder that. what he means by Tanner that. didn't say anything like that. I was just, I was just saying that, like, I'm, I, I have just as much of a right for someone to not like the movie. I mean, so, so just as much of a right for someone to like the movie. I have just as much of a right to not like it, and right. have valid reasons not to. Yeah, and I don't like it either. Yeah, but it's not because it's a bad movie. I just don't like the way they portrayed the characters and what they that's, did that's with them. The, again, that's my main point. I just didn't like the way they portrayed Luke. Everything else is pretty much okay. There's some obviously bad bits here and there, but that's every Star Wars movie. Tanner doesn't like Return of the Jedi, which is just wrong. I like most of Return of the Jedi. He doesn't like the Ewoks, Tim. They're so cuddly. I would love to have Any scene with Luke uh, is gold. But the whole Ewok thing no. uh, strains credulity for me that the Empire could be taken down by space study bears. You don't think a little slingshot rock would take down it, a bunch I, of storm you know, troopers? And make no mistake, by the I way. I don't think so. <laughs> and make mo- no mistake, by the way. Like, there's a. I, I absolutely did not want like ripped Luke. Like from that stupid poster that person circulated, I didn't want like anything. I just wanted some cool Luke action. So, um, cool hand Luke, cool hand, cool Luke. hand Luke. But guys, I think we got everything off our chest. It's time for me to move on with my life. It truly is. And uh, Tanner, I think, represented the love for the Last Jedi very well, and Tim and I re- represented the dislike for it. And I think we vouched our voiced our opinions rather well here. Is there anything else we'd like to cover on Last Jedi? Can I read some stats to you? Go right ahead. Ooh, You're going to read those stats, stats right now. Okay. okay. Hey, um, Statistics. Go ahead. So on Rotten Tomatoes, when I pulled this up two weeks ago, uh, The Last Jedi has uh, 91% fresh, so 376 out of 414 reviews were counted as positive. Conversely, the audience user score on that website puts it at 45% approval. Um, don't really know what that means. I think it's interesting. There's a lot of like conspiracy on Reddit that Disney buys good reviews, which I think is stupid. Um, right. It's just because Disney makes consistently I, quality I would, movies. I would say kind of based off the statistics you presented... I mean, as I said in the last podcast, it's not a bad movie. If you separate it from the Star Wars universe, yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really good. But once you tie into the characters and your emotional um, connection to them, I just didn't like what they did with it. So I can see why there's such a discrepancy. Um, and as of September of this year, The Last Jedi had sold 3 million Blu-rays alone. Yeah. They've done great. They've so, done great. Um, I mean, it's clearly a popular movie. There's no doubt about so, it. So, yeah, when people were talking about how, like, you know, the critic consensus versus the general audience consensus is way off. I don't think that's true. I think the 
critic consensus versus the fandom consensus is way off. Um, clearly, the general audience mostly love this movie if they've bought it millions of times. That's not not counting digital or DVD. That's sales. not entirely true. It is a collector's item. I didn't like Last Jedi, and I bought it the first I, day it came out. I don't think. I bought Most less. people are going to buy it just to buy it. I did. I haven't bought it. I bought it just to buy it. Okay, <laughs> <I did>. but... <laughs> I bought it just to buy it to keep it... I really, And as you can tell, I really did not like the movie that much. But I bought it just to have it as part of my collection the day it came out on, on Vudu. And when it came out on Blu-ray, I bought both of them. Wow. So, and um, 4K next. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But, you know, what we should do, by the way, and this is how I look at it, is we should all take a very optimistic look at this. People are passionate about Star Wars, and I think that's excellent. I just love that. There is, there's, there's obviously some way too far in the depths people who just hate to hate, mm-hmm. and that's not the case here at this table, and that's not the case with I think with most fe- people. They're passionate about these characters. They're passionate about something fictional like this that matters so much to them, and I think that's what makes Star Wars so great is that people love it so much that they, you know, are willing to get in arguments over it or have discussions like this. So I think that's what's great about Star Wars. Um, I read online in a discussion over this movie, uh, a Redditor claiming to, not that this is a wild claim to make, you just don't know if these people are telling the truth or not, because it's the internet. This guy's saying that, you know, he's... He saw even the original trilogy in theaters as he was a kid growing up. And uh, the thing he said that I I liked was that the Star Wars fandom has not agreed on Star Wars since The Empire Strikes Back came out. Yeah. So there's been 10 live action movies now total. Chances are you're not going to like one of them. Sure. Um. And you know it's it's fun too because we're Tim and I are going to Star Wars Celebration in April in Chicago. Oh really? It's in April. It's in April. That was June. Is it in June? Double we check. should figure that out. Double <laughs> check right now because we are going to that. But um, inside that thing, it's probably gonna be honestly between Star Wars fans, general movie audience. You can say what the percentages are. I think among Star Wars fans. It's April. It yeah. is April. Among Star Wars fans, Oops. I think it's probably like 60-40, maybe 60% liked it, 40% didn't. I think it's that close because um, that's just kind of how some people feel about the characters. But that's great. That's <laughs> Hey, I, oh, yeah. I get some enjoyment <laughs> out of the prequels. I like Revenge of the Sith. Revenge, Revenge of the, the Sith Revenge is Revenge of fine. the Sith is good. I, my favorite part is the Don't memes. try it. The memes that you get from all those movies? Oh, the prequel, prequel memes. memes on Reddit is the best now, best subreddit in the history of subreddits. Now, so, now, me. so you would, where would you rank it with the Holy Trinity memes? Oh, that's the, tough. Are you talking about Rami. Rami the Raimi movies? Rami. I haven't spent a lot of time it, on Raimi memes. Oops. You haven't spent a lot of time on Raimi memes? No. Oh. Now, they don't produce quality great memes quite like prequel memes does, yeah. but when they hit, man, do they hit. It's hilarious. Like one of them, one of them is uh, about taking more than the recommended dose of uh, gummy bear, uh, vitamin, gummy vitamins in the morning, and he goes, uh, <laughs> it says, one thousand years of human scientific discovery, and we've only just tipped the the brink <laughs> of human potential. And it's and the caption is, when you eat more than three gummy vitamins in the morning, nice. it's hilarious. Uh. 
You know what makes for great podcasts? Talking about Explaining a meme. Yeah. <laughs> over, very, very well over explained. Audio. I've done this like three times. We got I got that's a habit I gotta cut. Stop explaining memes. Let's dive into this meme. Let's dive into that meme. Okay, guys. I think that's gonna wrap up our last Jedi discussion. I think that was excellent. Um and we're gonna move on to the next topic on the Force Vision podcast, and that is TV news. <laughs> So Pedro Pascal has been cast as the lead of the Mandalorian series that's going to be on Disney Plus. That is directed, produced, and written by John Favreau. What do we? Uh, what, what are our thoughts on that? Now, I I think for a long time it's been heavily rumored he was going to be the lead. I don't think anyone doubted that, but it just got confirmed today. It's, it's so it's been for a couple weeks. Um, it was more or less known. Yeah. Um they they officially announced it today, which I I thought they already did, which is where people got that idea from to begin with, but I guess not. Um what's interesting, I don't know much about TV production or anything, but they've been filming this series for a while now, and it just seems weird to just now announce the cast. Uh, some people have taken that to mean that the character, the Mandalorian character, is going to be wearing the helmet the entire time, and Pedro Pascal was just brought on to do voice work. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. These actors don't want to wear helmets or uh, in a live action Especially thing. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I think he's a self-respecting actor. Yeah. He's like, I'm oh, not yeah. just going to sign on to do voiceover. You could get anyone to do, you could get anyone to do voiceover. Yeah. Um, so likely he's just been working on it for a while, and they kept it under wraps. And, and it's not like Pedro Pascal has a unique enough voice to just make, yeah. like, hey, that's the guy I want to be the voice of the Mandalorian. Why not someone who has voice acting experience? I haven't seen any of Pedro Pascal's work, though, outside of Kingsman 2, when he was playing that agent um, from Texas or something like that. One of the uh, oh, outlaws, or what do they call them? Sure, I Lawmen? Didn't. I can't remember. Uh, uh, and he was good in that. Very yeah. charismatic. Statesman. 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 Yes. He was very charismatic in that, um, but oh, yeah. I, didn't, I haven't seen anything else with Pedro Pascal. So he kind of came on the scene, or at least everyone uh, started noticing him with Game of Thrones oh, season man. four. I'm still heartbroken from that. Uh, playing Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper, uh, had a very oh, nasty, uh, climactic oh, duel. We, we have... I have never seen Game of Thrones. So, I've seen that clip, oh, and that okay. well, literally God. traumatized no, me for weeks. Spoilers, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a mind-blowing scene. It's been yeah. years. Um, Ugh. Nice. I, w- I saw I, what I you was did there. livid <laughs> after, yeah. That well, was, I was see, livid after that scene. Yeah. That I, made me, that solidified my idea to just never watch Game of Thrones. Because I was like, I saw on a Reddit thread of all places, Skywalker's it said, what was the it. most gruesome death you've ever seen in media? And that was like top of the, top oh, upvoted. And I watched that's it. That's hardly... People oh, must not watch a lot of stuff, then. Dude, that was terrible. What are you talking about? It was nasty. There's worse out there. All right, well. Uh, anyways, if you don't watch the show, at least read the books, because the books are better. The show's great. Books are better. Um, do both. Yeah. Uh, where am I going with that? Also on the Netflix show, Narcos, uh, he's like a Mexican he's a federal kind of agent. Right? Yeah. Or the DEA, something like um, that, but... I've heard he's really good in that show. I've not seen Narcos yet. Yeah, I watched the first season. I liked it a lot. He plays Pablo Escobar. 
in uh, that the main character. No. Oh, he doesn't. No, he's no. a he, he's he a, works with the FBI to get Pablo. He's like oh. a, he's like a <laughs> this whole time I thought he was Pablo. He's like oh, he no. he's a government agent with the Mexican government, I think, or maybe he's an American. I don't know. No, I think he is an American. Either way, it sounds like he's a good cast. Might be to, confusing to, two different characters, a, but yeah, he's not Escobar. And but he's a good casting for this role. It sounds like mm-hmm. they're going for someone who's kind of gritty. Who Pablo, uh, not Pablo, sorry, Pedro. Pedro. Pedro comes off as kind of a could be definitely grittier uh, with his acting, tough for sure. And I'm excited for it. I mean, John Favreau has never really disappointed me in any of his latest works, from Iron Man to Jungle Book, um, and those are the only two that come up. Iron Man two. Iron Man two. Did he direct Iron Man two? I think he directed Iron Man two. He did Iron Man one. I, yeah. Did he? Well, I thought Iron Man two was at least um, okay in theaters. I don't really watch it much after this, that, but it's my least favorite of the Iron Man. And yeah. Now he's doing Lion King. It looks um, excellent. So I, I mean, I'm did, buying into anything John Favreau puts out. You ever see the replacements? No. With uh, the football movie, right? Yeah. With Keanu Wait, Reeves. John Keanu Favreau Reeves. directed that? Yeah, he's in it too. Bullshit. He did not direct the replacements. I'm pretty sure he did. I don't. I don't buy that for a second. No way. He directed that terrible movie. Oh, he has. It stars. As a, it stars Whoa. Jack from Boy Meets World oh, as the main I, character. I apologize, Howard. Howard Dutch. So you went from John Favreau to Howard Dutch. <laughs> Who is Howard Dutch? Is Favreau in it? He is. Okay. He's the cop. Okay. Anyways. I thought he was in it because he's usually in movies. Anyways, anyways, it, Mandalorian from the set pieces I've seen, it looks like they are going all in on the budget. I think it had a what? What did it have? It had like a two hundred fifty million dollar budget for this show for one season. Um, yeah, Tim, could Whoa. you look up the budget real quick for what that was? You've got it. But it has a huge budget. The set pieces look great. It looks like they're going to go all in on trying to make this a Star Wars TV show in the vein of the movies. They're going to keep it like the movies, and I think that's a great idea. Obviously, the animated stuff has their own world and whatnot. What was the budget? $100 million for 100, 10 episodes. $100 so million for 10 episodes. 10 for 10. That's pretty damn incredible. So he gets all that money to make a great series, and I think this is a great... I think Disney, if you ask me, would want to keep quality between the movies and the TVs nearly indiscernible. Completely, is that correct, English, Tanner? That was, wasn't it? Um, indiscernible? Yeah, it is. Don't you make that face. It's, it's correct. Mm, Tanner is correct. We're moving on. It's correct. I don't know about that. <laughs> but it's going to be, they want to keep it very status quo between the production of their live action properties with Star Wars. And it, it, that's what I'm assuming. And if that's the case, I'm very excited about it. What are you laughing at? Well, so in, indiscernible is impossible to see or clearly distinguish. Exactly. So it's impossible to see the difference between oh, yeah. the TV shows and the movies in terms of production value. Sure. So that's what I was hoping for. And I, I still hope that's the case. And when you look at the freaking director's list for this show, oh my gosh. So the the Mandalorian is going to be a 10-part series with directors, obviously John Favreau, who's directed Lion King, Jungle Book, Iron Man, and uh, produced and written various other properties. It's going to be directed by my f- favorite one out of all this bunch, Dave Filoni. 
Dave Filoni is the biggest Star Wars nerd on the planet who just so happens to be very influential in Lucasfilm and is the head guy when it comes to going to someone for lore and information. On top of that, he is the showrunner for almost every animated show that's come out. The Clone Wars is Dave Filoni's property. Rebels, which I really enjoyed, that's Dave Filoni's property. Um, Rebels is good. If you, it's very childish in parts, but there are episodes there, Tanner. I swear to you, is like, how is this making it on Disney XD? Because this is clearly more adult, dude. People get beheaded, straight up beheaded in this yeah. show, and there is a great, great battle between Darth Vader and Ahsoka. Incredible. It's hideous animation, though. You can say you don't like the animation. That's fine. That's a that's fine, but should not detract from the story that's told. And it's a really, really good story. And Dave Filoni takes risks with the Star Wars universe that no one else has has the balls, frankly, to do. By making it hideous? No. The animation's bad, sure, but but he is you should really watch it and see what lore he adds to it. He adds some really, really cool things to Star Wars that I think will overall impact the universe greater than he he's more influential in the Star Wars universe than anyone other besides George Lucas. George Lucas is obviously the number one. I would argue Dave Filoni is number two. Maybe Lawrence Kasdan is is up there because he he wrote so many great things, but Dave Filoni is great. He really is. And he gets the chance to direct his very first live-action Star Wars anything. And he's going to direct, I believe, episode one of this of The Mandalorian. And I, can, I hope, I very much hope it crushes and this gets his foot in the door to be able to do more star wars live action things whether that be a movie or tv show he needs more control in this universe because he takes more risks he's more inventive and he understands characters better than anyone in this entire universe besides maybe george lucas the guy's a stud so definitely take take a look at dave filoni you also have taika watiti who is of course the director of thor ragnarok is a comedic director, comedic actor. He was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows, a hilarious vampire movie that's kind of a, a documentary, mockumentary. Taika Waititi, yeah, he's the main character in What We Do in the Shadows. Holy he also crap, directs it. Yeah. Um, the Hunt for Wilder People, which was a great, great indie film uh, starring that one kid who you, you've come to fame in Deadpool 2. Um Taika Waititi, obviously, he's just he's made a name for himself. He's great. He's absolutely excellent. He's gonna be directing some of these. Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's daughter, Gwen Stacy in Spider Man Three, that one girl in Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World, World One and Two. She's made a name for herself as an actress, and she gets a chance to direct here. And if she can direct anything like her father, I'm super excited to what she to what she does in her episode. There's also um, Deborah Chow, who is the showrunner, or not the showrunner, but one of the main directors for Jessica Jones. I very much liked season one of Jessica Jones. Season two, say what you will. Season one, I thought was excellent. And who's the uh, other director, Tanner, from who directed Dope, who was also attached to direct the Flash movie at one point? What was his name? Rick, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but Rick Famuyiwa. Famuyiwa? Famuyiwa? God, I cannot do know. that. Cannot put that Famu Yiwa. But um yeah, so Rick that guy, Rick, was actually attached to direct the Flash live action movie that was that's coming here in twenty twenty one. He dropped out. Um and Dope has been a, was a critical and um 
critical success and very very popular in the indie film circuit. So he's going to be directing the episode as well. Um, so tons of great act, uh, tons of great directors, guys, uh, for this show. What do you all think about the hopes for the show? What do you hope to see, or what do you think? What do you want the show to do, rather, with all these great directors and actors attached? I, I mean, I'm really excited. Uh, I think my biggest concern, however, would be they may limit the bounty hunter kind of aspect of it, make it a little bit more PG-rated, um, since it's going to be on their streaming service. I mean, I don't know. It's still kind of limited with what we know. Um, I hope they go more into the bounty hunter aspects. I, I, that's always been kind of interested, just seeing... You know, someone hunt another person from place to place across the universe. Um. Yeah, and it sounds like, too, John Favreau's been a hidden Star Wars nerd his entire life. He's read the comics, he's read the books, he's watched the movies, he's watched the TV shows. He obviously loves the TV shows because he has Dave Filoni coming on. But the, looking at the cast of this, too, they're, they have a serious cast uh, coming on board. Obviously, Pedro Pascal, but they also have Gina Carano, Nick Nolte um, that are already attached. And I'm excited to see what Nick Nolte is like in the Star Wars franchise. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, yeah. Acclaimed director and documentarian, maybe known more for his documentaries. Also does some acting here and there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, someone pointed this out on Reddit, but the the cast so far announced, um, I think the youngest person is maybe Gina Carano or Pedro Pascal at like thirty eight. It's an older cast. You don't you don't see that a lot yeah. for a TV show. They usually cast, you know, young yeah. sexy people. But now we're going with <laughs> old sexy Pedro people. Is, and are you telling me Nick Nolte is not sexy? I just said old sexy people. That gravelly old sexy voice. I love some love me some Nick Nick not Nolte. Old, but um older. Yeah. Mature. I, I'm really hoping this show does not pull its punches. I want to see different worlds. I want to see Mandalore in live action. I want them to really flesh out the universe. Because what can happen with these Star Wars movies, and I, I have to agree, there's they can kind of start to feel small. The universe itself can feel but, small. We're seeing some of the same same places, and then when we go to some different places, we don't necessarily see a ton of it. Um, a ton of a different planet. So you can kind of get caught in this place where you're like, I'm starting to feel like this galaxy is small, so I want them to really expand upon this and really flesh out this universe and, and yeah. take us to different worlds. That was, that was one complaint I had with The Last Jedi because I felt like it was mostly just in one place, basically them in space. Floating in space and yeah. then Crate and then Octu. Those are the three places we went. Mm-hmm. So there's only well, really two places. Well, they left the rebellion. What was the gambling planet? Oh yeah, and the gambling planet. I just got crazy. No, crazy uh, was the salt one. Uh, Canto bite. Canto bite. Canto and I did bite. not. And that was unfortunately the worst part for me. I thought the Canto Canto bite thing was. You already talked about this. We did, but I thought the Canto bite part was. <laughs> <laughs> we did, but I thought the Canto bite part was too high class. When I heard Casino Planet, I was hoping for grungy. Las Vegas casinos, and we sure. got very high class. Yeah, and I I like the grungy Star Wars stuff. So, but yeah, I hope we get to go all sorts of places in the galaxy and really really expand upon what we know. I want to see some grunge in Star Wars. Grunge, a little some flannel, little little teen angst. Some uh, Eddie Vedder, some Eddie Vedder, some some uh, 
What's that smell? What's Teen Spirit? Teen Spirit. A little Teen Spirit action. <laughs> What's that smell? What's that yeah. smell? <laughs> you know, a little, uh, a little Teen Spirit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I can't be more excited for this TV show. Obviously, it's going to get me to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Damn it. Another streaming service I have to sign up for. It's going like, <laughs> to be like, or we'll just all purchase it together and we'll just watch it in the same place every week because I think they'll probably release it weekly. I doubt they'll let you just binge it like Netflix does. Maybe. We'll see. Um, I don't think we brought this up on the last episode because we were just talking about The Last Jedi sure. the whole time. Also, uh, da, 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 Captain Cassian Andor oh, from yeah. Rogue One. Apparently, he's getting his own. No, show. he definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diego Luna returning Ooh. to reprise that role. Uh, is it before or after? <laughs> before just Diego Luna's character Andor, Cassian Andor, just and cosmic just dust dead. floating around, just, just <laughs> cosmic dust. It's just it's an hour long episode of just a blank. It's like screen. watch. It's like watching the NASA broadcast of just like the Earth rotating. <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm excited. Uh, so at first when that announced, I thought, and the crowd goes mild. It's interesting. Um, I I again I didn't really get attached to any of the characters in Rogue One. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't like a fan. I didn't like Rogue One at all. I uh, only like Force Awakens actually out of all three. Of them. Uh, oh, and Solo. Solo is my favorite. Um, Solo great. Very good. Uh, Jordan agrees. Both both leads for the two. I agree that Solo is great. There he is, right there. There's our guy. What are you saying, Tanner? The the two leads we have with Pedro Pascal and Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. For Disney's new live action Star Wars shows, both Latino actors. Um, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> we <laughs> don't have anything well, to know. It's just, yeah, we're it's nice to see seeing a little more sure. representation yeah, a little in Star different. Wars. So, yeah. if you're the kind of guy who got upset about having two female Star Wars leads in a row. Oh, God. Who's that guy? Those Jesus. guys exist, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, they're IGN top commenters. And those guys are the people who who are mad about two female leads yeah, in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, you got to think how much of that's just trolling, which effectively is the same thing as yeah. genuine hate on the yeah. internet. And um, I'm glad, but it's not useful. Sure, uh, but, but yeah, some more representation, yeah. kind of cool. And I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to, I would have brought up Cassian, the Cassian Andor show. Um, but I, we have such little information other than that Diego Luna is coming back. But what I will say about that show, and we'll definitely talk more about it uh, on another cast as soon as more information comes. But what I will say is the best part about Rogue One was that first part with Cassian Andor was when they were on that asteroid. The informant. Yes, when they were murders him. Yeah, yeah. When they were on the asteroid, that was a city built between the asteroid and he was being, yeah, he was kind of doing some spy work and going around trying to get gathering information. That was the best part about rogue one. That's one of my favorite scenes in all of the new star Wars movies. Um, so if we can get more of that stuff, Diego going, digging up, uh, digging up clues and, and on the trail for different things, I would, I would watch that in a heartbeat, like some sort of sleuth, uh, spy, TV show based in Star Wars? Hell yeah. I'll watch that in a second. So, though I didn't care for Rogue One, and I didn't really care for any of the characters in that sh- that movie, I I have gone from being mildly excited about it to, yeah, I'll definitely watch that. I think if, they, if they're doing what I'm thinking they're going to do, then yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely watch that. Um, 
Now, outside of the TV universe, there's a new thing of Star Wars shorts, and it's called Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, and it's on the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. But I've watched several of these shorts, and what they are is they've reanimated parts of stories from the prequels and the original trilogy into their own animations and to kind of recap different big moments in these trilo- in these series. And at first I was like, I don't understand why this is necessary, but to, but I after watching a few of these clips, these one and a half minute, two minute long things, one, I love the animation of it. Two, I love the kind of retelling from a different angle of it with the with the animation obviously being different than what happens in the movie we get the same dialogue but you get a little bit more added stuff from it being uh being an animated short and i've just absolutely loved them i've absolutely loved them have you guys taken a look at these yet nope well you saw that one uh, saw the one, I... and i love the animation on that i thought that was great with palpatine I, and everything as far as cheap animation goes i guess well i thought luke's animation was a little poor but darth vader and palpatine's i thought was was a great art direction. Direction, one thing, sure. It's got an interesting style, but doesn't look good in motion. It doesn't look bad. It's just, it's it's cheap. It's fine. Yeah. Tim, have you seen taking a look at these yet? Yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now. It's got 1,500 views. I mean, I've, from overall, the overwhelming consensus on this seems to be that it's doing pretty well. I mean, people seem to be reacting positively to it. I wouldn't mind seeing a classically hand-drawn or whatever animated Star Wars show at some point. These have made me want to see that. Never going to happen. Probably won't. Hey. It's, it's done. It's done with on that, honestly. I, I, classic animation like that is it's hard to come by nowadays. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can see where your thoughts are with the animation. It's kind of cool. I don't know really how relevant it is. I think it's just kind of throwing that out there to try to get a bigger fan base. Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. I encourage you guys to go take a look at this. Uh, I think this could be an interesting direction uh, for Lucasfilm to go in with different animated shows. If this is the beginning of something, I'm definitely on board for it. I'm excited about it. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But definitely, you go to Star Wars Kids YouTube channel, and they have a variety of these different shorts uh, using the original, the original voices of all the characters. They're not re-voicing them or anything, and they just animate around a scene and kind of give you a different perspective of the scene. And that's something that I've, I've enjoyed watching. I thought there were some cool little animated bits in there that. Um, kind of give it a little more flair on on the scenes, maybe. So, uh, I definitely highly recommend you go check that out. Um, and I think that wraps up movie news. Oh, sorry, TV news. <clears throat> and we're gonna go ahead and move on into our movie news segment here. Let's dive in to some movie news. <laughs> So episode nine has a rumored trailer coming out this month and also a rumored title, that title being the son of darkness or son of darkness, I believe just son of darkness just son of darkness is the rumored title and we're rumored to get a trailer this month. I am super excited 
to, to see this, if this is the case, and I honestly believe it is. The rumor is that this movie is going to get a year-long a year long marketing push. Why are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing? Are you just going to move your mic away? What is going on? It's a... Okay, so you get a year long, you get a year long, a year long marketing push here, and starting in December, we're gonna get Star Wars footage and apparently Son of Darkness. Your thoughts? I doubt it. I am. I honestly do too. Um, I think it sounds too good to be true. With the Last Jedi, we didn't get any footage until Celebration. I think we got footage for Force Awakens in December, though. Yeah, um, and that was. They did go way early with that first teaser. I think that was Bob Iger's directive to JJ. Like he had to have enough footage for a trailer presentable, um, presentable for a trailer by that December. They didn't do it. The Last Jedi. They might be pushing earlier again, um, just to counteract their very bad approach with Solo. Which was don't release any footage until three, a month before. three months before it <laughs> yeah. came out. Terrible, um, terrible. Which, that movie just served so much better. Yeah, they should have pushed that to this December. Yeah. Again, Bob Iger didn't want it competing with Mary Poppins. Didn't want it competing with Avengers in the summer, so that's why they released it so low trailers so late. Yeah. Um. So maybe with this one, they're going to start an earlier campaign. Again, I doubt it because we're still, we're at least a year away. Um, unless it's coming out in the spring, which we talked about this. I don't know if it is or not. No, it's coming out in December. Okay. A year away, it feels too soon. You know yeah. what? And they have too many trailers that are dropping this month. I mean, Avengers, then they're going to do Spider-Man. It sounds too good to be true to me, honestly. But here's what I will say. I wouldn't be surprised at all by if it does happen, a, a year-long marketing push. Here's what I'll say, though. Episode 9 trailer, what do we hope to see in the trailer if it happens in December? Luke Skywalker. I don't think we're going to get Luke Skywalker <laughs> in the trailer. Um, I don't think we will. Yeah, it will start with him. He's like, you probably yeah. thought I was dead, didn't you, you idiot, Max? Yeah, that would <laughs> be I'm nice. Back. That would be nice. In my... In my dream of dreams, I want a Pirates of the Caribbean situation. Oh, God. <laughs> and what I want is... They sail to the upside-down place. Yes, the yes, yes the to bring world. it back. For those there's, who don't there's know. There's a Millennium Falcon for, with for, 20 different Luke Skywalkers on it. For those who don't it. know. With, like, crab rocks. Ugh. Hold on. For those who don't know, at the end of Dead Man's Chest, the second Pirates of the Caribbean, Barbosa comes dun, dun, back dun, from the dun, dead. Dun, dun, they go... They go you want to sail to eight worlds and oh god <laughs> you will need a capitan who knows those waters and then thump 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 and it's freaking captain barbosa he had a coming body. down the stairs he had a body they could bring he, life to but though. he was he was dead and he was back and what my in my dream of dreams and my dream of dreams they go at the end of the trailer we need to bring him back cut title card no that's the Mm. end because they're gonna be like holy shit are they gonna really are they really gonna do this are they really gonna try and figure out a way to resurrect luke in a canon way he's he's one with the force 
He's probably going to be a force. Uh, he's no. one with. And when force. I say he's probably going to be a force ghost, I mean he's absolutely going to be a force ghost. Mm, yep. I don't think we're going to get. A, I don't think we're going to get Luke at all in the trailer. Fifty-one. Though. I don't think we're getting Luke at all in the trailer. We'll get Leia and we'll get Ray and Finn. We're not going to get Luke. We're not going to get anything with Luke. Can I rewind for we'll just a second? What? Just a second. I want to go back and explain to the audience that the voice you were attempting to do was for uh, the character Calypso. Tia Dalma. Or Tia Dalma, as she is known at that point in the movie. Yes. Played by, um, I don't remember her I name. I don't remember her name. Um, I want to say Naomi Harris. I don't know if that's true. Uh, no, she is she, she is black. She's not Mexican. Um, and in the movie, she has kind of a Jamaican sort oh, of generically... Harris. Yeah, generic Caribbean kind of accent. That is what you were trying to do. Um, you will need that Capitan. Yeah. Who knows those waters? Even better. <laughs> no? That was better? No, no, no. Jeez. Hold on. Keep, but, okay. But here's what I'll say. So, moving back to Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> but, <clears throat> no. <laughs> No, I'm looking it up now. You know, no, it's but here's what I'll say. I don't think we're getting Luke in the trailer. I think we're gonna get Ray, Finn, Poe, and probably Rose and BB-8, and we'll probably get Leia. We're not gonna get. We might see a new character. We'll obviously get Kylo Ren. Um, I don't think we're gonna see any surprises in the first trailer. I don't think there's gonna be anything that's Lando. Mm, maybe R2D2, C3PO. I hope we see C-3PO with his red arm. I, I think they would, they, they might show Lando. Yeah, an, an OG character. Yeah, they, I mean, they have to put something in there to tease us. It, I think they would show Lando. There's going to be, I bet, I bet you, there's, you don't see Luke, but there's Luke a voice at least, yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, maybe. I just don't know. Honestly, guys, like, oh. let's move oh, on wait. right now to our, to our what we want to see in Episode 9, because that's what we're, we're moving on. Well, actually, Son of Darkness, what do you guys think of that title? Do you think that's a true title? Do you think that's really what's going to happen? It's probably BS. Um, I don't dislike the title. I don't think it's going to be it just because it seems yeah, way too specific, which none of the other titles really are. Yeah. That's, I mean, I honestly, if my first reaction to that title, it's total BS. There's no way that's the real title. It's going to be well, Return of the I Jedi. Mean, uh, I don't know if that's a fair reason, though, because the Empire Strikes Back, that's not ambiguous at all. But what do you think of Son of Darkness? I don't think it's, I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's true. Tim, what do you think of this? Yeah, I don't think it's true either. Well, so Snoke does specifically refer to him as Son of Darkness in The Last Jedi. So, but that could just be a fan looking for any line that sounded cool and yeah, pulling it. And that could be it. I I don't I don't know. I, um, I this the, is one of the more believable fake titles I've seen, though. To be honest, do you did you remember the rumor for the Last Jedi before that was announced that um, people were not really a rumor. The popular opinion on certain internet circles was that it was going to be the ancient fear. As like an opposite of a that. new hope. I never saw that. It's just the dumbest title oh, I've the ever worst. heard. In I never the saw ancient that. fear. I never saw that. I saw Blah. like I saw like the, the Blah. like I saw something re- revolving around like the empires and I like rise of a new empire or something like that. But I didn't. 
I, that's like, both of them. If they use Rise as a title, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's when I jump ship. Yeah. I tell you that. Yeah. What about like uh, they could do the instead of Return of the Jedi, which the original title was Revenge of the Jedi. That maybe maybe Revenge of the Jedi. They do a callback of what was originally the they title of Episode did Six. Revenge of the Sith. So they could yeah. do Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi. I think that would fit perfectly because the Jedi are totally decimated and it's time for comeback. So, hopefully. We can only hope. But here's, here's what I'll say because that's what we think of Son of Darkness, but let's talk about what we hope to see in Episode 9. Lightsabers. I hope to see a lightsaber battle. I hope to see lightsabers. I hope to see Luke back in a major role. And I don't want to see him in two scenes, which is honestly what I think. I think he's going to be in two short scenes, if not one. But I hope he's a major role. Um, I hope to see Ray Ray's lineage explained. I do. They explained it. Yeah. No, I think it's bullshit. I mean, though. you might not have reason to trust Kylo Ren, but, yeah, but I don't know what reason he would have to lie in that instance either. I think to decimate her hope that she's someone special to join her in the dark side. I think that's exactly what yeah, he's trying to, to do. Maybe invoke. But he says anger. you are invoke special. Anger. Exactly. He says you're, you're special to me. Exactly. That's him trying to get her to come to the dark side. I'm yeah, going to lie like, to you that your parents are no one special because I know if you know who your parents are, that that's going to be terrible for me. And I think you're special. Who do you think her parents are going to be, though? If they're any significant character. If you ask me, if you ask me right off the and bat. And if you say Luke, I'm going to no, slap you. I don't think you. it's Luke. I don't think it's Luke. But do you know who I really think it is? Obi-Wan? No. Palpatine? I, no. Mace Windu? No. I think it's, I think it's Han and Leia. Why would they not bring up the fact that they had a daughter? I How would they there, not know? There's gotta Why be, would Kylo Ren not bring up the fact that he had a sister? Hey, there's got to be I had a daughter. some explanation, I don't think her, but I truly believe that Kylo and Rey are going to end up being twins. I don't think they're pulling twinsies again. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll J.J. Abrams may just do a repeat. I, 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 if you ask yeah. me right now, I would say that that's my best bet, but I guarantee I you Ray's parents it. are no one. Not I highly no one. doubt it. I guarantee you Ray's parents are somebody special, though. I guarantee it. You want to you want to put some money on that? Yes, five dollars. Five dollars? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say they're nobody because you see the last scene at the last episode, the kid forcing the broom to his hand as he cleans on the casino planet. Yes. Who are his parents? No one. <laughs> They're also haunted. But Han but Leia's let's kid. talk about that though. It's because Ray Ray is extremely powerful with the Force with like no like real training. So I feel like because she's so powerful with the Force with no real training, there's something special in her lineage. Luke took forever to be able to lift things with the Force. Maybe Ra- Luke's kind of a scrub. No, that's not the case and you know Maybe it. Luke's a scrub. I, there has to be an explanation for why Rey is so powerful right off the bat and knows exactly what to do with these powers. There's the, something with her lineage. The force has been awakened, Max. Yeah, but if you, if you, I guarantee you, I guarantee there's no way that her parents are no. All is as the force wills it. She's as powerful as she needs to be to do what needs to be done. I don't, I don't buy that. But I see. I think because that's Taylor. how I stories see, work. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see Luke. Also, because Brian Johnson made her that way. Yeah, but it, so J.J. Abrams made her to be some mystery character who's going to have some sort of lineage. Ryan Johnson took his own liberty with I it. I don't think he did, and I think J.J. is going to follow it up. I don't think he had any intention of exploring that. 
He obviously didn't because he didn't explore anything JJ yes. set up. It's clear that he had no interest with anything JJ did. No, I don't think JJ seven. had anywhere to go. He was just like, I might sprinkle this I and that, but whatever. You don't just put this many really cool mystery boxes in your film and just say, um, he's hopefully just going to bury all of these into the most uninteresting thing that could possibly happen. That's what I, I, I mean, think. We've already it discussed. It is the most we've interesting we've, thing. You, that's your opinion. We've already finished our last Jedi discussion. Tim, what do you hope to see in episode nine? Uh, well, I hope to see a much better movie mm-hmm. with Luke Skywalker, Lando, Kylo, and Rey. I, I actually really hope in some way, shape, or form, and I don't know how they'll do it, how they'll pull it off, but I would love for some way for Han and Luke to have a scene together, whether it's a flashback or some sort of. I don't think Harrison Ford's going to come back. I actually, I, I think that there's a rumor that he's going to make a, an appearance in a scene, and I, I don't know what it would be. Flashback, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. I think maybe a flashback. Um, but I don't I care think, about flashbacks. The, one of the biggest complaints, whether you like The Last Jedi or not, from seriously, people who love The Last Jedi, there's one thing they've constantly said, and this also goes for Force Awakens, is that I really wish... Luke, Leia, and Han were together again on screen one last time. Max, I think they'll find some way to do that, but I don't know. The human experience is filled with I really wish and what could have been, but that's not what happens. Uh, Tim, what do you hope to see in episode nine? <laughs> oh, outside of what I just said? Oh. I, I really... Oh, you did, yeah, but more. I more mean, I, I kind of want to see a little bit more character development. Um I mean, with like General Hux, I'm curious to see what they do with him. Because at this, I mean, the way they left him off in the movie, he wasn't really an important character anymore. Got dunked on quite yeah, a bit. I was upset episode. about that. I, I love Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah. But I'd be curious to see what they do with him. Um, and then just kind of how they continue to, you know, develop Kylo's character arc. Tanner, do you hope to see anything significant in episode nine? <laughs> What what do you mean by that? <laughs> just just tell me what you want to see in episode nine, damn it. You know, I I don't want to levy too many expectations towards it because that's how you get disappointed. Um, I'm just here for the ride. I do think it would be cool if, uh, with Hux, he kind of has some sort of coup. I think that's mm-hmm. a very maybe possible to close chance. out the first act, yeah. and then so Kylo Ren. We, I think we talked about this. We I did, don't think yeah. on the last no, but Force just Vision, person, though. Yeah. But that Hux usurps the First Order um, command and maybe Kylo Ren with the Knights of Ren um, or just him by himself. I absolutely see Him that. and then Rey aren't necessarily working together, but working in the same direction, both of them ultimately going up against the First Order. Now, what if... And there's some crazy three-way final battle. I don't want to see Kylo redeemed, though. I don't either. What if Hux kills Rey, and then that sets Kylo off? No way. No way. No way, Rey dies. There's 0% chance of that happening, if you ask me. I mean, it's an interesting theory, but I I just don't think that happens any There was one uh, alleged leak, and if this turns out to be true, I apologize. I'm guaranteeing you it's not but that actually presented Ray dying and um, Kylo Ren and the force ghosts of like Obi-Wan and Luke like use force magic to resurrect um, Ray. It's 100% not oh going to happen. What is going on here? Uh, yeah, but... What I would love to see, though, 
Anakin having a Force Ghost confrontation with Kylo Ren. I think you will. I think that would be... Could you imagine what happens in that theater if Hayden Christensen as fucking Darth Vader... I would love it. ...shows not even a Darth Vader, as Anakin Skywalker shows up as a Force Ghost to talk with Kylo. Hell, hell yeah. I think that is one of the more... The more possible things that could happen in terms of fan service, I think that's Only, one of the more possible things. I, I don't I think know. I think Hayden. Hayden. I think Hayden I think could Hayden. be it. I mean, if you look at the Blu-rays that were released, they replaced it with Hayden yeah. Christensen. Yeah, the the special yeah. editions yeah. of the original trilogy they replaced that I can't remember the actor's name, um, but they put Hayden in, yeah. the, in those the, scenes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which made a lot of people mad. But, but yeah, it, I have. Them. But Hayden, but Hayden wants they want oh. people want Hayden there. Like we, even if people who d- even d- dislike the prequels want to see Hayden there. When he right. showed up at the last celebration. Um, he got a standing ovation and like you could see he almost looked like he was getting a little emotional on stage like was not expecting that reception well, but... Hayden was treated like trash for a terrible like script yeah the guy the guy is a decent actor really if you see his other stuff he's a fine actor you just gave him an awful script and George Lucas has said a thousand times I hate writing scripts and it's evident because the scripts are garbage sand they're like sand. Sand is the worst. It's rough. Gets everywhere. Course. You know what? I will defend some of his dialogue in episodes two and three. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Because it's the worst. He's an awkward it's weirdo who does not talk to girls, presumably. How do you expect him to go about this? I don't conversation? know. In a much better way. <laughs> it's, I don't know. No. Just to make the dialogue better. You can have a better awkward dialogue. Talk but about taxes. I, I, I'll say this though. I, what I really kind of hope I if, hate if Luke's going to be back as a Force I Ghost, he also he's obviously going to be back. He says, "See a round kid," and winks at him. I don't know if you all have ever played the Arkham games, but in Arkham Knight, uh, uh, I played Arkham City. In Arkham City, the Joker dies at the end. In Arkham Knight, one of the reoccurring things that happens in in the the capping of that trilogy is the Joker pops up in Bruce Wayne's mind over and over and over again to over and over and over again to kind of mess with him and just show up and he just you know messes with him. I think that'd be great as if Kylo is going about his business, turns around and Luke's Force Ghost is right there to just mess with him. I would love to see that. Yeah. Now, that would be really interesting. I think that would be a cool direction. To I go. like that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not really helping Ray so much. He's just trolling yeah, Kylo. Yeah, trolling Kylo. Yeah. Oh, that was the wrong move or something. I don't know. Some Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um guys, Holy mother of God, this was a podcast. This is why we do this podcast twice a month, because we obviously are clearly passionate about Star Wars. We're running long, and that's okay. I told him at the beginning, I said, get yourself a cup of coffee, get yourself a beverage, get your favorite blanket, put this on, because we're going to go long with it. I want to thank each and every single freaking one of you for listening to this podcast. I think this is the best podcast we've ever done, this episode right here. I think there was great discussion, and I want you all to keep in touch with us. Go to Cinemaxic on Twitter, Cinemaxic on Instagram. You can email us at CinemaxicPod at gmail.com if you want to get your points across. If you want to have your discussions mentioned here, send it to us. Thank you all again for listening. For Tana Rush, for Tim Reichmith, I am Max Liedem at Max Fozzie, your host of the Force Vision podcast in the Cinemastic universe here. We look forward to seeing you on our very next podcast. 
Take care. Keep watching. We love you all. Goodbye. And may the force be with you. Happy holidays. Beautiful. Beautiful.